This sermon is titled Breakthrough Miracles The Christian Home Part 4 Be enriched as you listen This month of November we've been intentionally focusing on the Christian home and the Christian family talking about the promises of God for the home for the family We've talked about how to nurture relationships, simple things, simple practical things that we can do. We talked about some principles, the things that the Bible teaches us that we can apply to the Christian home, the Christian family. And this Sunday today, as we close out this simple series of sermons on the Christian home, the family, I want to remind us about miracles. that God has worked in the context of the Christian home and the family and what we keep repeating often is the god of the bible is the god of today we're not worshiping a different god we are worshiping the same god the god of the bible is the god of today the god who worked miracles in bible times The God who worked miracles in the lives of people in Bible times, He's the same God, and He still works miracles in our lives, in our homes, in our families, in our marriages, and so on. So, what we want to do is just look at some of those stories, some of those miracles in the Bible, and then pray and say, God, if You did it then, You will do it again. If You did it for them, You'll do it for me, because You're no respecter of persons. And God is not partial; He's an impartial God, and wherever He sees a heart that is reaching out to Him in simple childlike faith, God's going to move in there, and God's going to fulfill His words. And that's all He asks: have faith, believe, believe my word, and God's going to come in and work in our lives. So we're going to just look at a few stories from the Bible. We begin. talking up begin with talking about Joseph and the great family reunion. Now when you read about the story of Joseph his father Jacob probably didn't attend the parenting workshop at APC. And so, you know, he didn't do things right. He had a favorite among all the sons he had. He was so partial to Joseph. Joseph was his favorite and all the other brothers knew it. Hey, this is not right. That's God's favorite. And so having someone in one of your children showing them favoritism and just, you know, loving on them more than you're loving the others obviously instigated a lot of jealousy from the others. made all the others jealous made them upset and they came up with a plan we're going to get rid of joseph so the real scheme was to murder to kill their own brother get rid of him because dad showing him too much of it giving him too much attention dad's made him his favorite and so they did it or they at least attempted to do it so the day came and they tried to get rid of joseph but God and his mercy intervened and, and and they just changed their minds last minute sold him off as a slave sent him on a far away kind of get rid of him they thought they got rid of him 
And you can imagine all the hurt that Joseph must have experienced at the hands of his own siblings, his own brothers, doing this to him. And he was in this far country, in a strange land, and, and things got worse. He ended up in prison, again, for no fault of his. But in prison, Joseph held on to the word of God. You said, what do you mean, word of God? God had spoken to him through two dreams. Get him two dreams. Now Joseph knew that those two dreams were from God. He could not have got those dreams in any other way. So he knew God had spoken to him, and that was all he had. And he clung on to those two dreams. God has spoken. I'm holding on to those two dreams. And going through what he went through, Rejected by his own siblings, by his own brothers. They attempted to destroy his life. And now he's finding himself in prison. He's holding on to these two dreams. And God comes through. God comes through. Light breaks in to the night. And one day, it's almost unimaginable. Morning, he wakes up in prison. Evening, he's sleeping in the palace. He goes from being prisoner to prime minister. And life completely turns around for him. Seven years later, something strange happens. He sees his brothers right in front of him, bowing before him. I don't know what your reaction would have been if you were Joseph. And he kicked them all in the face. No. What would your reaction be at that moment? These same brothers who tried to kill you, who are so mean to you, they did the worst thing they could have. And here they are in front of you. But Joseph had two desires. He wanted to see his younger brother. He wanted to see his father. So he made a way. He said, bring my brother, bring my father. And so now he's got his whole family in front of him. His whole family in front of him. What kind of a family gathering would that have been if it happened today? Would there be fireworks happening? What kind of a gathering would that have been? If it was hap happened today. But here was Joseph. His heart filled with love. Because he saw a bigger picture. Than just his own pain. Now his pain was real. We're not denying it. The hurt. The injustice. The unfairness that he. The mistreatment. The ill treatment that he experienced was real. And yet. He saw the bigger picture. And he could say these words. What you meant for evil, God turned it around for good. What you meant for evil, you wanted to get rid of me. You were jealous and you wanted, I mean he didn't say it in so many words. But what you did for evil, there was a God in heaven who turned it around for good. And he was able to understand that 
even though his brothers wanted to destroy his life, here he was. God used him to save a nation. And not just a nation, but many nations around. All of them are coming to Egypt to get their food. And it was because one man, the man, his own brother, started to get rid of. God raised him up to be a deliverer, a savior for a nation and for nations. And if God had been so good, I'm just putting words in Joseph's mouth, but if God had been so good to me, can I not be good to you? In spite of what you've done. And he extended forgiveness. He extended mercy. And what could have been a, 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 a family gathering of fireworks became a family reunion of forgiveness and healing. And God had healed the heart of this man Joseph. Changed his heart so much that through the mercy and the forgiveness that he extended, there was healing in this entire household. My question is, can God do the same thing today? Is the God of the Bible the God of today? Yes, He is. So may God do this again in our homes and in our families. Whichever home, whichever family needs this kind of an intervention, may the Lord do that. And if you are in such a home, if you are in such a family, and if you are the only person, that's enough. That you can bring your heart of simple faith to God and say, God, if you did it in that family, in the family of Jacob and Joseph, and if you could just reunite them and bring healing and love and mercy and forgiveness in that home, God, do it in my home. I may be the only one standing before you, but that's all you need. You just need one person who has faith, one person who can trust. God, do it again in my home. And he will. You stand before God. Lord, heal the hearts of people in my family. Bring us together. Reunite us. Heal the relationships. We welcome you in our home. Another story we'd like to make mention this morning is that of Isaac and Rebecca. Where God made Rebecca, Isaac gave Isaac and Rebecca and gave them children in the family. I want you to think about this. God called a man named Abraham. He was married to Sarah, but they didn't have children. And suddenly at the age of 75, God comes to Abraham and says, I'm going to give you, I'm going to make you the father of a great multitude. And at the age of hundreds, Abraham has Isaac. Probably the first question Isaac would have asked his dad when he kind of grew up and got to understand things is, Dad, 
Why did you and mom have me so late? I'm just imagining. Very obvious question. Why did you and mom have me so late? And I'm sure Abraham and Sarah would have repeated this story over and over again. Isaac, we want to tell you what God did in our lives. I was barren, Sarah would have said. I didn't have the ability to bear children. And we had given up all hope. Dad was getting to be old, 75. But the God of heaven showed up. And he changed everything. And in due time you came. God did a miracle. Time passed. Abraham had sent his, one of his servants, Eliezer, to find a bride for Isaac. So along came Rebekah and they got married. And now Isaac finds that Rebekah cannot have children. And he can just imagine. He goes back to that story. His mom and dad have told him so many times. We we're not able to have children. But the God of heaven did a miracle for us. He has probably heard that story so many times. He's a young man now. He has a young bride, a wife, Rebecca, and, and she's buried. She's not able to have children. What does Isaac do? Genesis 25, verse 21, the Bible says, Genesis 25, 21. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea. And I can just imagine Isaac going before God. Oh God of oh my father. You who intervened in my parents' lives. You who gave me to them in their old age. I want you to do a miracle for me and my wife. The same miracle. Do it again. The God of my father. Can you imagine how he would have pleaded with God? Say, God, you did it for my parents. Do it for me. It have pleaded with God. And God granted him his request. And so we want to pray together. With homes, with families, with marriages, with, with homes where, where maybe uh, it's, things have been difficult. For you not had, had children. But the God of the Bible is the God who can work a miracle. Are you listening? Now there's no shame. I'm not forcing you to have children or anything like this. <laughs> I'm saying we want to come together with those marriages, with those couples. So believing God for children. We want to join our faith with them and say, yes, God, bless them. And I want to remind you, it's part of God's covenant. In Exodus 25, or 23, verse 25 and 26, God said, you will serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread and your water. 
and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Verse 26, no one will suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Part of his covenant, he said, no one will be barren. Means I will give you children. That's his covenant. In Psalm 113 verse 9, the Bible says he grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. So we want to come alongside people who are believing for children. And say, yeah, we'll stand with you. We'll believe God with you. Because the God of the Bible can do the same miracle for you. Whatever the problems are, we're not blaming the husband, the wife, you know, whatever it is. God can touch your reproductive systems. And God can heal and God can cause you to have children. And we can believe God for that. A third story, a third family miracle, a household miracle that we want to look at is that of the widow and her canceled debts. And we are familiar with the story in 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. The widow, her husband, before he passed away, was a prophet. He probably bought a car, a house, TV, everything on credit. I don't know. And then he passed away suddenly. And he left his wife and children in debt. And here the collections agency were coming. The bankers were coming. You got to pay up. And if you don't pay up, this will happen. This will happen. This will happen. So she's in so much of torment. And she goes to this man of God for prayer. And, he's, and God works a miracle. He uses a jar of oil, multiplies it, so that this woman could sell, all, sell them, get enough money to clear her debt and live for the future. It's not so much about what the jar of oil was. That's not the point. The point is, God cared enough for this widow woman that he would work a miracle. Get her out of debt and take care of her future. How God is going to work a miracle in your life and mine, a financial miracle, he'll figure out. Let God do it. He may do it different ways in different homes. But the God of the Bible is still the God who works financial miracles. He brings people out of their financial distress. He brings people out of their financial debt through a supernatural work. The same God will work miracles in our lives and bring us out. Do you believe that? Amen? We can look to God. Say, God, today I might be in a very difficult situation financially. But if you cared enough for that one woman in the Bible that you brought her and her family out of financial distress, out of financial debt, oh God, you can do it in my house. You can do it for me. How he's going to do it, let him sort that out. He will work in different ways in different homes and different families. Some may experience a sudden miracle. Maybe, you know, you're Boss may call you and give you a double promotion or a special bonus or I don't know what. Something drastic happens. You have experienced a sudden miracle. 
Some may experience a gradual miracle, something that happens over time. And slowly but surely, your, your debts are getting cleared. And you come into a place where maybe a year from now, maybe two years from now, you look back and you say, look what the Lord has done. Whether it's a sudden miracle or whether it's a gradual miracle, let the God of heaven intervene in our financial situations and bring people out of that and bring them into a place of abundance and bring them into a place of financial freedom and say, my God has been more than enough for my life. May God do that. Amen? None of you seem excited. Either you've got too much money Oh, you just don't believe what I'm saying. <laughs> Amen? God still works financial miracles. He still brings people out of their financial difficulties. How He does it, He'll work differently in different lives. But we can look to God, just like this widow woman did. Her point of contact was through a prophet. She went there. For us, we've got His holy word. This is our point of contact. Amen? We can look to God. She didn't have a Bible that she could open and read. But you and I have the privilege. And we can open up the Bible. We can read the stories. And we can say, the same God will do it in my life. The same God who worked in her life will work in my life. The same God of the Bible is the God of today. And I will reach out to Him in faith. And I will pray. And I know God will come through. How He's going to work the miracle, that's okay. He's going to decide. He's going to make a way. He will do it differently in different lives. But the same God is at work. Amen? We can believe God. And He'll do it. Just want to bring our attention to two more stories. We're going to talk about Jabez and breaking family constraints. There's a very interesting biography of Jabez. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, just two verses describes his life. Verse 9 says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, and that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Now think about this. Jabez is born into this family. And he's got such a terrible name. The one who causes pain. What's your name? I'm the one who causes pain. Jabez. And his mother gave him this name because she bore him in pain. It's almost like he was cursed even before he could figure life out. He could, he could do he was like, this guy is naughty, even before he could start running. Cursed him. Jabez. One who causes pain. 
But there came a time in his life when he took his case before God. It says in verse 10, the Jabesh went to God and he said, God, my mother, and I'm just paraphrasing this, it's not exactly how it is. My mother said, I'm the one who causes pain. Now, I don't know what, what the rest of his siblings, what the rest of his brothers did. You know, they may have teased him. Jabez, Jabez, the man who causes pain. Stay away from him. <laughs> Whatever. They must have teased all kinds of things. So you can imagine the whole family speaking like this about him. But he goes before God. He says, God, I want you to bless me. I want you to enlarge my influence, my territory. I want your hand to be with me. I want you to keep me from evil. And God, I don't want to cause pain. You reverse whatever my mom has spoken over my life. I'm not accepting her declaration. I'm not accepting what she has said as as important as she is in my life. I'm not accepting what she's spoken. God of heaven, you bless me. You enlarge my territory. You keep me from evil. And you make sure I don't cause pain. You change the curse. Some of us may have grown up in such kinds of environments where the things spoken over your life may not have been very good. Your own family may have cursed you. Your own family may have said that you're good for nothing. You never, you'll never amount to anything. Uh, there's no future for you. Uh, you're hopeless. You're gone case. You're beyond redemption, whatever. They could have said all kinds of things. But like Jabez, you can take your case to God. You can go to God and say, God, no matter what people have spoken over my life, God, I want you to bless me. I want you to enlarge my territory. I want you, your hand to be with me. I want you to protect me from evil. And I want you to make my life a blessing. Doesn't matter what others have spoken. And the Bible says God granted him his request. And for some of us, this may be so real. Because the kinds of things that your family or those close to you may have imposed on you the constraints they may have put, the curses they may have said, the wrong words they may have spoken can be so debilitating. They could have crippled you and you're sitting, so to speak, in a crippled chair, crippled by the words that have been spoken to you. But today, you're going to take your case before God. Say, God, it doesn't matter what people have spoken. I'm not going to let those words Hold me down. You bless me. You lift me up. You make me a blessing. You protect me from evil. Let your hand be with me. And the God of heaven can reverse whatever has been spoken over your life. If he did it for Jabez, he will do it for you. He is no respecter of persons. Amen? And my last one that we look at is that of Job and how God restored his losses and how God reversed the situations. Worship team, please come. 
We know the story of Job. Now the book of Job has 42 chapters. Doesn't mean it took 42 years. Bible scholars tell us it was something that happened in a, in a one, year's, one year time frame. That's all. So Job was a devout man. He loved God. He was following God closely. And God had blessed him. Everything was going really good in his life when suddenly everything started going bad. His property, his business, his employees, his own family, and then his own life, his own health. All affected because Satan went from the bent out and began to afflict Job one after the other, and this all came crashing in on Job. And you can imagine Job is trying to figure out what's happening in my life. He didn't have a Bible that he can open and read and understand, he didn't have the cross that he could look to, he had nothing. But all these things hitting his life. He didn't know what happened. And then his friends come and they make matters worse. They confuse him. They just tell him all the things that he doesn't want to hear. <laughs> Full confusion. And yet, somehow, Job journeys through this. And then God intervenes. Towards the end of that year, God intervenes. And what did God do? Job chapter 42, verses 10 and 12. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than the beginning. Satan came. He tried all he could against Job. God stepped in. God restored everything he lost, and he gave him twice, double. And the Bible says, the latter days of Job were so much better than the days before all of the trouble. That's the God of the Bible. That's the God you and I believe in. He's a good God. And if God did it for Job, He'll do it for you. He'll do it for me. He's not a respecter of persons. And this morning, I want to encourage us. We're going to sing and then we're going to just pray. I want to encourage you that God, God cares about the home. He cares about the family. He cares about the marriage. He cares about the children. He cares about your households. And He can intervene. Whatever that situation is. Whether it's in a household where relationships have been totally broken, dismantled, like Jacob and Joseph. Whether it's a home where you are believing God for children. We'll stand with you. Whether it's a home that is in financial trouble and you say, God, we don't, can't find a way out of this. There's a God in heaven who knows a way.
and he'll do it. Whether it's a home where you feel you've been cursed, rejected, and all the, the most unbelievable things may have taken place right there in your home. But you can go before God and say, God, doesn't matter what has been spoken over me, I'm coming to you for you to bless me, for you to work in my life. Or maybe it's a home, a life where Satan has come with all the evil he can in an attempt to destroy your faith and in an attempt to get you away from God. He's come with all full vengeance and you receive the, the, the hard end of his attack. But there is a God in heaven who can step into your life and he can turn things around. He can restore your losses and give you much more than what you've seen in the past. He's a good God. Amen. And He's waiting to do this for each one of us. He's not a God who picks and chooses and, you know, I'll do this for them and I'll do this for them. No. The Bible is for whoever believes. It's for everyone who comes. It's for all of us. We have to come and ask. Come in faith. Come believing and receive. How He works, you let God decide that. He will know the best way to do things in our lives. Sometimes it's a sudden miracle, like I said. Sometimes it's a gradual thing. Doesn't matter. Let God do it. Enjoy the journey as He takes you into a better place. Amen. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and His ears are open to their prayers. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and His ears are open to their prayers. The God of heaven, His, His ears are open to your prayers. The Bible also says that the eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro across the whole earth. So that He can show Himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is devoted to Him. God's eyes are on you. And He's going to show Himself strong, powerful, mighty on your behalf. As you just keep your heart devoted to Him, He will show Himself strong. He'll do it. Amen? Let's rise to our feet, please. This morning, be encouraged. Your home, your family, your marriage, your children, whatever concerns you. Take it before God. The God of heaven, His ears are open to your prayers. His eyes are on you. His eyes are on you. He hasn't forgotten you. His ears are listening. Stay in that place of faith. 
and wait Him. God of heaven, do this in my life. Each one of us may be in a different situation. We got different things to handle. Take it before God. The God of the Bible is the God of today. If He did it for that woman, He'll do it for you. If He did it for Joseph, He'll do it for you. If He did it for Jabez, He'll do it for you. If He did it for Job, He'll do it for you. If He did it for Rebecca, He'll do it for you. He's the same God. As we sing, please look to Him. Please take this moment to pray.
Thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you for your words. And we could go back and read about the works of the Lord. Knowing that you are the same unchanging God. That the God of the Bible is the God of today. That the God who worked miracles then will work miracles again today. That you're well able God to step into our circumstances, into our situations and turn things around. Father, your word says that, that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro across the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts are devoted to him. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you will show yourself strong. For God, for those who are praying right now for the healing of family relationships, for the healing of wounds and hurts that may that may have transpired in the within the home among family members god that you would heal god that forgiveness and mercy will flow and that there be a healing in the home in the family and the relationships and Father, we pray for those who might be believing you for children, husband, wife, or we're believing you to have babies and have children. God, you bless Isaac and Rebecca. Bless your people today. Touch their reproductive systems and cause their systems to be healed. And according to your word, may their home be a happy home with children according to what you have promised father father we pray for homes where there are financial problems god be merciful you who brought that widow woman out of death god bring your people whoever it is who needs this god bring them their families out of debt out of financial difficulty Bring them into a good place, a pleasant place, a place where their debts are all cleared, gone, and they have abundance, that they can be a blessing. And Father, we pray for people who may seem to have been cursed and rejected and despised by their own family. Words have been spoken, curses have been uttered evil has been released but god we bring their case before you god and you who turned around things for jabez do the same thing again in the lives of your people reverse the curse cancel those negative words and cause blessing to flow in the lives of people god we pray for those who They've experienced so much of attack from the enemy. Things have been taken away. But God, you who restored Job's losses and gave him twice as much, do it again. 
in the lives of your people. Let everything that has been lost be restored and more than double God. Cause a turnaround, a reversing of situations in life circumstances, in their situations, in their homes. Cause it to happen. God, may we see the works of God. May we see these things happen in the lives of your people. Good things. Because you're a good God. You're a good God. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God, our Heavenly Father. And the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit. Be with each of us always. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.